Well, Aaron, here we are at Seinfagan am Giedwa Weirin Cymru. Oh, gorgeous. I do love this place, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's got a beautiful kind of 1960s feel to it and this mm. gorgeous Seinfagan sign outside the front. Been here so many times, it feels so homely, but it's still exciting to see it every time. I love it. We're here just by the car park and there's a bus that's just coming, actually. And I think even though today is a really cold day, and can I say my footwear is highly inappropriate. I can't wait to see you try and traverse the kind of road ahead of you. <laughs> I'll be like a, a sort of, I was going to say a very well-dressed Bambi, but actually I don't think I am a very well-dressed Bambi today. We'll just go for Bambi, I think. Yeah, okay, yeah. You're not up to your usual standard, I've got to be honest. No, that's true. Well, one has to be practical, darling. We drove here today, didn't we, from yeah, Cardiff? Yeah, we drove here from Cardiff. It got icier as we got here. It's nice and slushy in the car park. It is indeed. And it's lovely, actually. It only taking... 10 minutes for us to get to you. I know, rather than three and a half hours like I, I did know. from Manchester. Oh, I loved Manchester. I love the north of England, but i got to say, Ara, it is nice to be back in Wales. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited to be home. Mm. And this is a really great way to kind of start our uh, adventure back in Cardiff. It is, absolutely. Shall we mince on inside? Let's and go. And see what's going on. All right, come on then. Let's go. Oh, look, Ooh. nice automatic doors opening Lovely. up. There we go. Thrown themselves open There we for go, us. a nice rug. With yes. I'm Gather Cymru written on it. Beautiful branded, of a branded rug. Branded rug. Perfect. Oh, no, oh my gosh, now this is different. Because yeah. last time I was here, I don't think this was here. Well, no, it's had a massive redevelopment. Yeah. Um, I've been here since, of course, because I'm a professional. But you. Yes. Yes, I, I'm not a professional, nor do I work in the museum sector. So as I remembered it, you'd walk in through the front doors that we just walked through and then there was a narrower area. But now we've got this lovely new kind of atrium canopy above us and yeah, we're all nice and toasty inside. Yeah, and there's a beautiful tree there and we've just seen some lovely people posing with their dog having a photograph of the tree, so it's all set up perfectly. Oh, I miss the dog. I do oh, well. love a dog whenever I'm out and about. I had a gorgeous little coat on, it was lovely. Oh, stop. I'm glad I missed it. So we're here at the reception desk now. Hello there. I love hearing the Welsh. So we've got our national art passes here today. Great. Entry is free for all here, but your national art passes give you 10% off in the shop and the cafe. Oh, lovely. Well, I do love a museum shop. There's nothing I love more than a museum-branded pencil. You know that. Aaron, this is going to be deluxe for you. You'll get 10% off that pencil. Oh, yes. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you very much. No problem. If you just want to head up the stairs over here and start your visit, enjoy. Thank you. Hello, I'm Owen Wynne Evans. I'm a broadcaster and a drummer. And I'm very excited because today I'm at St Fagan's National Museum of History, just outside of Cardiff. And I'm Aaron Rees. I'm a museum professional and academic researcher uh, with expertise in digital curation. And I also happen to be Owen's husband. And this is Meet Me, Me at the museum. museum. That was very good. Coming back here, I don't know what it is about St Fagans that makes me feel so at home. Yeah, I think it's such a beautiful museum. I love that you can go to the galleries and have a traditional museum experience, but then also go out and experience the buildings for themselves and get a sense of 
what it might have felt like to walk through heritage rather than things being a case, which I think is just a really beautiful way to experience it. At this stage, it might be worth telling Darling Listener that you have worked in museums for many years. Yeah, so I've worked in museums for about... 10 to 12 years now and you wouldn't tell because I'm still so youthful but um you are uh, what's your secret (laughs) me (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) that's why I'm grey I've worked in museums for about 10 to 12 years I did a history degree and realized I wanted to work with history but that I'd be an awful teacher and I thought what else can I do uh one of my lecturers uh Jill Lewis at Swansea brilliant person um said try museums and I did and I loved them There's something so amazing about being able to work with like proper material culture and just this old stuff being there in front of you. It's it's incredible. Mm. When I was asked if I was interested in doing the Meet Me at the Museum podcast, I thought this is going to be fun because I love a museum. And obviously we have spent a lot of time in museums together, but you kind of see museums sometimes as being like a bit of a busman's holiday if we're on holiday for example yeah definitely i go there and i'm looking at like the interpretation i'm like have they done that well how is that displayed look at the mount oh look at that and it's really sad so it's really boring as like me leading a museum experience for you so i'm really excited for you to take the lead and show me what is interesting about st fagans oh my gosh aaron that's made me feel quite terrified well good (laughs) well i think i've inherited some of that from you because now when i go to a museum and i look at a case and i'm like oh that looks like a very sensitive object the light levels in here are a little bit harsh i hope this glass has got a good nd filter on it yes well i'm glad that something has rubbed off at you it has indeed it's very useful so For that, I thank you, darling. That's okay. Going up the steps. Yes, we're going up the steps. Okay, so we are now in a gallery space. To our right here, we've got a Kovjuch Druerin poster, which was a Welsh-speaking village in the Truerin Valley, which was essentially turned into like a big reservoir, which then provided the water supply for parts of the northwest of England. Yeah, Liverpool, I think. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, it's there's a picture there of, I think, a, a child and maybe their, the child's grandparents in a house, which I imagine was in Truerin. Yeah. As you drive through Wales as well, you see a lot of Cofiwch. Uh, so I can't say it. Like, no, I always perfect. ask. I always ask you, how do I say that again? Can I try? Drawerin. Yes, yeah. it's quite a hard one when you've got a bit of a list. It is, <laughs> and also the place is called Truerin because one of the peculiar things about the Welsh language is things mutate. So Truerin turns to Drawerin after the word Kovioch. Yeah, with a lot of W's and ch and... Lots of ch's, aren't there? Yeah, which is gorgeous, and I love that about the Welsh language. It is gorgeous. Let's return our attention to Truerin yes. here in front of us. So, yeah, lots of the houses there would have... I think, actually, a lot of the buildings still stand underneath the waterline of the reservoir. Yeah, it's quite a sad story, and it's happened lots, but I think what made this particularly pertinent was that it was a Welsh-speaking village being flooded for an English city and I think that kind of sparked quite a lot of powerful feelings amongst Welsh people uh, for obvious reasons. Yeah absolutely. Oh gosh it's this is one of the things that I find so interesting about museums when you see actual people's faces like who are these three here? It says actually you've got Mrs MK Morgan 
Leslie Hughes and Evan Jones leaving their home. Oh my gosh, and look, they've got, the kid's got his little coat on and they've got like a family picture in their hand. It's really sad. Well, it's a really powerful thing that museums can do, isn't it? Mm. That bring these really heartbreaking stories to life, give it like a real sense of personhood and a voice for these stories that quite often get get lost, I suppose. So, Yeah, I knew that St Fagans would do this, but I'm already kind of feeling quite, oh, I don't know, quite emotional about seeing some of this stuff. Yeah. And there's part of this exhibition on Truerin, there's a question here posed saying, you know, if you had to leave home, what one thing would you take with you? And then there are lots of colourful notes stuck on where children have written down what they would save. Oh my gosh, look at that. Grandad's hanky. Oh. That's really lovely. But there's also my gerbil. My gerbil. And also my iPhone 14 Max Pro. <laughs> gosh, someone's doing all right, aren't they? <laughs> Lots of lovely things there. Yeah. Uh, my, my family, my memories. Um, my dog. Yeah. How things have changed, eh? Yeah, definitely. And we're going to, I think, uh, you'll know more about this than me, Aaron, an exhibition space. And I think this is where um, the Wales is Proud exhibition is. I really wanted to come to see this. And obviously, as a, you know, a gay couple, pride is important to us. Yeah, definitely. And Welsh pride and my kind of sense of Welsh identity and my identity as a gay man are things that for me go hand in hand with each other so I'm looking forward to seeing what's in this exhibition. As far as I know this museum is one of the first museums in the UK to have a dedicated LGBT curator so wow. um, it's really exciting to see. Hi there, yeah, good to see you. Hi there, yeah my name's Mark Etheridge and I'm uh, the curator of LGBTQ plus history at St Fagans National Museum of History. Mark it's so nice to meet you. Yep great so it's good to see you both here. I'm really excited to learn more about the LGBTQ exhibition that you've got here and I can see behind us here we've got a big picture of Terence Higgins. Yeah. Should we go and take a look at that? Yep. Yeah let's wander over. So here we have Terence Higgins, and these are the images made up from. Are these stamps, Mark? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, 2022 is the 40th anniversary of the death of Terence Higgins, who was born in um, Haverford West um, in 1945, and in 1982 was one of the first people to die of AIDS in the UK. So, as a celebration and commemoration of um, the 40th anniversary of his death. This portrait was made by the artist Nathan Wyburn. Mm, I see, and it's in red, white and green. So obviously reflecting the Welsh flag, I imagine? Yeah, that's right, yeah. So it was um, the colours reflect Terry's Welsh heritage and the, the portrait itself is one of um, him in Wales. I had no idea that he was Welsh, actually, so that's something I've learned straight away. That's exciting. Yeah, it's quite interesting. There's quite a lot of people didn't actually realise. He moved to um, London when he was 18, so I guess most of his, the sort of known part of his story is um, is more in London. So, so yes. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm sure London would have probably been uh, an easier place, place to be gay in the 1980s than uh, Haverford West, perhaps. Yeah, exactly, and I think that was the, that was the draw at the time of, of London for gay men especially you know so that there were a lot there was a lot more happening in in London um, at that time maybe a lot of the listeners who are listening to this now if they're LGBT and grew up in maybe more rural parts of the country wherever that may be where there's always I think even now been a draw towards kind of cities because for me growing up in Ammonford you know in the 80s and the 90s it was 
quite hard, I suppose. And, you know, we're getting there, but there's still work to do, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's, it's been great to see over the last few years how, how there are there is a lot more happening in smaller towns and villages across Wales so that people don't have to just rely on coming to places like Cardiff and Swansea, you know. So behind the portrait of Terence Higgins, we've got this plaque. What's this? Yeah, so the plaque in this case commemorates all the people who have died of AIDS in Wales. It was dedicated in 1994 and placed in front of the Tree of Life that was planted at the same time in 1994. The Tree of Life is in the Gorseth Gardens in Cardiff, just in front of the, the National Museum. And on World AIDS Day, on the 1st of December each year, people tie uh, the red ribbons to the, to the branches of the tree. I mean, the plaque is, is quite small, but it's so poignant in the case like that. I, I really love that quite a small object displayed like that, white background, single kind of light shining on it with four eight ribbons in front of it. It's just really beautiful and poignant. Yeah, exactly. That was the sort of intention was to sort of make sort of almost the object stands for itself and... You know, it, it creates that extra significance to an object to just see it displayed on its own. Mm, yeah. And as you said about the, the size of the case, Aaron, it, it kind of, it almost makes it quite commanding, doesn't it? Even though the size of the plaque is, you know, almost dwarfed by the yeah. height of this glass cabin, this case that it's in. Yeah, it really makes you stop and want mm. to look at it, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it sort of draws you, really draws your eye in. Mm. But the, you know, the case, I think, like you say, does give that sort of... makes people want to look and say, well, what's this about? Some one small object in a big case, you know? There's some amazing things on display here as well. So there's a case here on anti-racism and Black Lives Matter movement. So there's elements of protest. It's, this gallery seems like it's really talking a lot about contemporary Welsh culture as well as Welsh history. Yeah, and I love that. It's like a little bit of a journey as you step through it as well, isn't it? And that, again, that's one of the reasons. Oh, there's a Welsh costume over there. I, um, so I once had to start a, it was called a Welsh lady race in Aberystwyth. And in order to start the race, I had to dress up as a, a Welsh lady. And that's bringing back some memories, actually. You did look lovely in that little bonnie hat. Thank you. It was my mother's, oh, actually. Perfect. Yeah, it was Cathy's. Oh. And somehow it managed to fit me. Oh, well. So there we go. Now... Last time I was here, you two, I remember seeing, and I don't know where it is, um, a cabinet which contained an LP, which was actually for a group called Atalouth Teg, which my mother was a singer, was the singer of. Uh, So I wonder, uh, there's a harp over there. Is it there? And I think... I I can't can't remember whether or not it was part of the old gallery, but I'm sure there was like a... A little interactive where you could search like a jukebox of Welsh music or something, and it was oh, yeah, it was I in there. Yeah, I think that might have been in the previous yeah, in the yeah, previous, um, so. Oriolene Gallery. Sorry, your mother's been removed from Welsh history. My now, mother's been <laughs> my mother's been removed from Welsh history. I'm I'm very upset. No, there's no Taluth Teg in this little little book, but you know, Cathy is here somewhere. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it'll still be there. <laughs> Somewhere in the, in the collection. In the collection, Preserved in the collection, yeah, Cathy's preserved. <laughs> OK, so we're, we're moving towards... Wales is proud. Wales is proud, yeah. So on the left, we've got a cabinet, a case that has got the words protest on the front of it. And then there's like a, a sort of placard in there which says trans rights are human rights. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
Okay, so this exhibition is um, called Wales is Proud um, and it showcases objects from the Amgeddfa Cymru um, LGBTQ plus history collection along the themes of protest and pride. This case shows how pride protest has, has, has developed over the, um, over the years. We wanted to show in these two cases how pride events we see today stem from protest for um, equal rights amongst the LGBTQ um, community. And so in this case we have... Examples of badges from the Cardiff Gay Liberation Front, which was set up in 1970-71, through to some objects relating to the protests against Section 28 from 1988 to 2003, and then the more recent protests for uh, trans rights. It's exciting to see that our kind of... I say our because I feel some ownership over it because I am a gay man and being part of Pride since I was 15, 16 years old, but... um, yeah, it's exciting to see our history really on display here. Yeah, it is. And even l- looking back, so there's there's a little kind of board here which has got some pin badges and they're from the 70s and the 80s. And it's, it's amazing to see those. You've got the Gay Liberation Front, Gay Solidarity, Homophobia with like a cross through it. And, you know, this is a thing that obviously we've been kind of fighting for for a long time, really. And even seeing Section 28 here, I grew up, mm. um, I was in school when Section 28 was still in place, and yeah. I find it hard to kind of digest, really. Just for a bit of context as well, I suppose. So Section 28 was a law that forbid local authorities speaking about homosexuality. Yeah. So teachers weren't allowed to speak about it or anything, so it's pr- pretty horrific. I find Section 28 utter madness when you think that that was a thing that was in existence when, when we were growing up you know and that shaped my life and made me feel like I wasn't right basically and that was only abo- was it abolished in 2005 2003 in 2003. Wales yeah, Wales yeah that's bonkers isn't it mm. so this is the um protest cabinet so yeah. we're kind of moving across towards the right now and there's a lovely banner up here which says glitter on it mark yep that's right yep so the glitter the glitter banner is um there's a group called glitter camry and they're a social and support group for lgbtq people of color and they donated this this banner which was one of the first ones they um they used wow that's amazing that's so great that you've got that here. I love the stars on it. Yeah, me too. It's like a starry background and glitter is kind of spelt out in these lovely kind of shiny, beautifully kind of iridescent. Um, iridescent, is that the right word? I you know those I would words. say iridescent. Yeah. I would say it's not dichroic. I would say it's iridescent. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's good right. to get the technicalities correct, yes. <laughs> and this kind of frames the two display cases either yeah. side. It's kind of, you know, it's quite commanding, isn't it? You see yeah. the words glitter. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Wales had its first um, Pride March in um, 1985 in Cardiff and then there was nothing then in Wales until 1999 when Pride Cymru was formed, which was Cardiff, LGBTQ Mardi Gras at the time. What's interesting now today is that um, we've gone from having just Pride events just in places like Cardiff and Swansea to being across the whole of Wales. Like this year had the first Hay and Wye Pride, the first Powers Pride in Llandrindod Wells and since 2019 there have been a number of first Pride, Barry Pride, Llandrindod Major Pride which you can see um, in the case here. So yeah, I think it sort of really shows how things have changed. Um, yeah, it does. We were um, at Cowbridge Pride, weren't we? Yeah, Cowbridge first Pride this year. And it yeah. was just amazing to be there on the first mm. Pride event of that of that town a friend of ours kind of launched it set it up didn't he and we were we were driving into Cowbridge and you know 
everywhere. Cowbridge is a very kind of middle class area, but you have these gorgeous ba- rainbow banners up. Most of the shops were supporting it. And again, that shows how far we're kind of coming and things are changing. And yeah, you can kind of see that journey, part of that journey here in this case. Well, Mark, thank you so much. It's been amazing to see this exhibition. And also thank you for for having it here in St. Fagans. It's great, yeah, well, I'm glad you, um, I'm glad you both enjoyed, um, enjoyed your visit to see the two displays. Now, there's one building that I really wanted to take Aaron to, which is the Oakdale Workmen's Institute. Yep, Where is right. that from here? Okay, so if you head through the two double doors here and go straight across into the outside site, you can follow the, follow the signs outside. Wonderful, we shall head over there now. Mark, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Great, thank you. Bye. Well, we're going from the warmth now into the cold, regrettably. I should have taken my jacket off when I was inside. I'm not going to feel the benefits. Well, exactly. That does sound like something your grandmother would say. Well, my grandmother's always right. She's, yes, she certainly thinks so. <laughs> I'm joking, I love her. Oh, my gosh. I won't tell her to listen to this podcast. No, I will. Right, OK, so, OK, there's a little transition zone here now, and I can see some slushy snow underfoot. Again, perfect for my flat Tripless shoes. Yes, exactly. Zero grip. Aaron, did you think that today would not only be an education, but also be a health hazard? <laughs> Every day with you is a health hazard. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we're going downhill now. And the main museum block that we were in earlier is just behind us. Yes, you've got the the modern extension at the back, which doesn't look like a 1960s building anymore, but still looks really lovely. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, inside it was very kind of brutalist, but outside it does look like a lovely new kind of black brick and concrete girded building, which we love. To our right. To our right, What's that little cottage, the cottage over there? Yeah, so this is St Fagans as I remember it. This is the bit that that kind of used to speak to me a lot as a child. Mm. This beautiful kind of outdoor built heritage museum. I Shall I give it. you a little fact about it? Go on then. Well, this is originally a kind of Nordic model, a oh. Swedish open air museum for the first kind of open air museums. Is um, it? And this is like one of the first iterations, I think, uh, outside of Sweden. So well wow. done, St. Fagans. That's really interesting. You kind of feel like you're in a village because there are buildings that have been rebuilt here and it doesn't feel like a museum in that sense. I think it's incredible. I just. The idea that these buildings were taken apart brick by brick, yeah. numbered and rebuilt on site is just an absolutely incredible thing. Oh my gosh, I mean, it's just incredible. You know, if I do a jigsaw for 10 minutes, I want to chuck it up the window and have a tantrum and then have a glass of wine. But imagine rebuilding <laughs> this red cottage yeah. from scratch. It's just incredible. We're going up to my favourite part now. Or this one of your favourite parts. Yeah, one of my favourite parts, yeah, because this is this is where the um, Oakdale Workmen's Institute is. Actually, I can just see, you can see it down there, look. But before um, we get there, though, you get to go by the shop. Now, you've been very excited about the shop because the shop sells your favourite things, bread and sweets. Yeah, it's Gwalia stores, isn't it? And uh, they sell sugar mice. And I think every time I've been here, I've had a sugar mouse. Well, I mean, why, why break tradition today? I think exactly. we must acquire well, a sugar mouse. We're in museum. It's all about heritage and tradition. So <laughs> I'm going to go get a sugar mouse. <laughs> it is, absolutely. There's what almost looks like a little 
town square with a green in the middle of it with two big trees. And then you've got the Gwalia stores. And shop loshing. The shop lotion, the sweet shop in Welsh. There's an ironmonger store here and also a little tea room. I think there's a little public toilet as well, which I think is quite cute. Oh, yeah, look at that. Oh, Ooh, someone's bells. ringing the bell. What's the bell being? Oh, it's the door. Oh, it's the door. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the sh- it's the bell to ring when the new deliveries of sugar mice have arrived. No, it's just the door. Um, I think the sugar mice are held here in the shop lotion. Yeah. Shall we go in and have a look? Oh, there they are, pound. Oh, you've already seen Oh, they them. haven't been affected by inflation. Bam. Oh, thank goodness. No, I think you'll find they're £1.20 now, actually, Aaron. No, they're not. They're £1. Oh, no, they're not. That's true. Okay. So you're okay. going to have a sugar mouse. I think I might go for this sort of fairly rotund-looking pig. <laughs> well, there we go, then. <laughs> Sounds about right to me. Hello. Yeah, good, thank you. Could I get one of these uh, rotund pigs, please? And a sugar mouse as well, please. Any particular colour? Oh, I'll go pink, please. Well, they do say that pink makes the boys wink. Oh, hell. (laughs) And that's why I always carry a pink sugar mouse with me. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Lovely, thank you very much. So we're round the corner now, behind the gorgeous tea room. Oh, and there it is, Aaron. Oh, Look at that building. It's such a handsome building, isn't it? So we're looking at the Oakdale Workmen's Institute, which was moved from Oakdale, which is a little town up in the Welsh Valleys. And I think this was actually funded by the workmen of Oakdale. I think one of the mine owners kind of su- supported them, but it was mainly funded by the workmen themselves, putting money aside from their wages. I love that. I love that. And it would have been a place where the the workmen, and not just the workmen, you know, their families, yeah. would have had various events on. There would have been kind of dances going on in here. They probably would have had parties in here and things like fates as well. Yeah, and then there was a library as well. So it was all about kind of self-education as well. It was all mm. about like how the community could look after itself. It's really great. But see, this has given me... There's a lovely Welsh word called hiraith, which you really can't translate to English. It kind of means longing for home, I suppose, for Wales specifically. And I don't know why, but I think probably because Oakdale was very similar to a lot of the kind of ex-industrial areas in the South Wales Valleys, like Ammonford, where I'm from. And Merthyr, where I'm from. Exactly, Merthyr Tydville. And, you know, I grew up around places like this, and actually would play the drums in, like, rugby clubs and, you know, um, workmen's halls and things when I was growing up in different bands as well. It's just, this is a stunning building, though. Yeah, I can't wait to go in. So it's a, it's a, it's a stone building, and it's got lovely kind of green doors and windows and even the old steel guttering. Yeah, the drain pipe. Green. I never thought I'd love a drain pipe quite as much as I do right now. Well, that is a very handsome drain pipe. Yeah. Oh, there's a panel here outside it. So it was built in 1916. And re-erected in 1995. And I love this. So they obviously Workman's Institute is the name of the building, but they were called Stoots because it's easier to say and quicker to say than Workman's Institute. So, Uh oh, I'm going down the Stoot. Oh, nice. Is what they would say. There's a lintel above the the front door, like a Juliet Balcony. Wasn't Juliet Balcony going to be your drag name? Yeah, Yeah. it's a great name. It is a great drag name. Great, let's go on in. Nice little step here. Ooh. Right, so we're in the vestibule. Oh, Aaron. Look at these tiles. Look at this tile work, darling. 
It's we do stunning. love tiles, don't we? We love a tile. And I imagine, so you've got a little window here. Perhaps this is where you would pay if there were any events or on. Or make sure you remember. I don't know. Yeah, check your membership card here with a cutesy little sort of sliding window. Here we go. Wow. Oh, my goodness. This is, hello, how are you? Pranounda. Pranounda. Oh, gorgeous. Wow, so we're in the main kind of hallway area, reception area now. There's a... A uh, gorgeous kind of circle on the floor with WI in it, which yeah. I'm assuming means Workmen's Institute, not Women's, Women's Institute. In Women's Institute, yeah. Is, is it WI or is WI it? WI stands for? It would have been Workmen's Institute. Is it Workmen's Institute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you've got that on the floor and then the, the wall panelling is, is it panelling? Yeah, you've got this wooden panelling on the wall, which has almost got like a... Zebra. Yeah, but it's almost like a marble effect as well yeah. in the middle, isn't it? So what, what sort of feelings is this evoking for you, Oaks? Because it's like, mm. I, it feels like there's an amazing atmosphere here. Yeah, it does. When I, like, for me, I'm just holding on to the banister now as we're going up the stairs. And to think of all of the people who have held this banister and have walked, you know, walked up these actual stairs in Oakdale, coming from probably a, a background very similar to mine, like a very working class kind of background and this was the place that they you know they paid for this yeah. so there probably was an immense sense of pride upon walking into this building for the people of Oakdale I love it it's got a real sense of pride about it I feel it does absolutely how about you how are you feeling in here yeah I'm feeling very homely I'm feeling yeah. like it's the sort of place that me and you would really like to spend time in definitely um, we're in now what I would probably call the hall, I suppose they would have called this. Yeah. Which interestingly is upstairs. So downstairs there were two, two rooms either side. And then here you've got a, a big hall, which is almost the footprint of most of the building. And there's a stage behind you as well. Yeah, there's a, a velvet stage. curtain. Oh, I love a velvet curtain. Yeah. Yeah. You can imagine all the great dances, little events that happened there. Yeah. It's been fantastic space oh, to have. It's been amazing. So much joy in that room over the years, I'm sure. Ooh, there's a board here. Let's just have a really quick look at the... So here we go. You've got the, the seat endowments of Oakdale Workmen's Institute, 95. This is 1995. Oh, so these are the people who, who paid towards the mm. club being built, is it? Yeah, it, I think so. Sorry, or the stute being built. The stute. So yeah, you've got actually information here for like Edward James Williams, who was born in 1903, died in 58. Jimmy Shop. Was known as Jimmy Shop. I love that about Wales. That's such a Welsh thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like John the Milk. Yeah, and John the Box. He was a, John the Box was a, like a, he, he was an undertaker. Doing, an undertaker, yeah, and really, really weird, but um, I always heard about John the Box as if he was some sort of legend, and I was sadly at my grandfather's funeral, which was a gorgeous funeral. It was. But me and my sister realised that we were in the car with John the Box, and we got quite starstruck. My God, so John the Box, John the Box was like the, a... the myth, the legend, was there driving us. <laughs> I love that. And that's such a Welsh thing, him being called John the Box, like Jimmy Shop there. Brilliant. Oh, I love that. Out of the front of the stout, right turn, the Vulcan Hotel, Aaron. Wow. It's actually, you can see it being built in front of your eyes, which is quite exciting 
Again, we have a penchant for a nice tile, yeah. and this is furnished in many tiles on the front. Yeah, the Vulcan Hotel in these beautiful kind of Victorian green and creamy tiles, gorgeous. Again, one of those buildings that you know over the years would have been a place of joy for a lot of people. Because... Well, I bet there's been a lot of conversations that have happened oh, here. Oh, yeah. Altercations, conversations. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Beautiful moments. I bet a couple of people have been thrown out of that door as well <laughs> over the years. You can just picture it now. Yeah, definitely. But at the moment, the building is covered in scaffolding because obviously it's still under reconstruction here at St Fagans. Oh, Hello. Robin. Oh, hey. It's a Robin. Do you wanna, what do you think about them? David, how are you? Great, thanks. How are you? Yeah, we're great, thanks. We've had a lovely day wandering around St Fagans today. Not too cold. It's a little bit chilly and the footwear isn't appropriate. Yeah. But, you know, we're getting by, David. We're getting by. My name's David William, Principal Curator, Historic Buildings. Now, one of the places that I wanted to uh, bring Aaron to is this building behind us, which is the, the Vulcan Hotel, which I remember in Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. 2012, it, it, we took it down. So it was a while ago now, but it, it was there in place since about 1849, I think. Because it was built as two terraced houses, or part oh. of a terrace. So that's why you've got a window and a door, and then a window and a door. So there's two oh my properties. Gosh. I thought it was like an uh, entrance door and an exit door. Like a one-way system. So um, we've set the clock back to 1915. Mm -hmm. And that's when the look of the building as we know it was established that's when this tiled facade was went on they'd refurbished the building and made it much taller than its neighbors so it stood out on the street ah. and they changed the name from vulcan inn to vulcan hotel oh so maybe a little bit more yeah upmarket. oh nice oh, i see but yeah there's a main bar room and mm. then beyond that is a smoke room so in the in the main bar it was kind of gents only mm. And then there's a little booth called a jug and bottle where you can take your own jugs and bottles to get them filled up. Oh, so bring like your own. Oh, no, nice. Basically. Oh, great. Yeah. Take them away with you. So women used to drink in that or from the hatch that was in the corridor. And then couples then would drink in the smoke room, which is a little bit posher, oh. um, a little bit more expensive. And then upstairs there were probably two rooms for guests then. Fantastic. Wow. And where would the family have lived? Were they also in here then? Yes. So they had a room as well? Yeah, at the back. Yeah. It's amazing. I remember, uh, I've never been in the Vulcan. I remember it's a place I probably didn't want to go into. Yeah. But it's obviously had a much more kind of illustrious history because you can tell from it by the tiles and everything. It's a very common thing in the Edwardian period to have tiled fronts especially in like butchers and things like that. And it was um, one of several pubs that served this area of Cardiff called Newtown, Ooh. which isn't there now. In those houses, say about 200 houses, two up, two downs, very small houses, the people who built and then serviced Cardiff docks lived. And many of these were Irish immigrants who came over after the famine or during the famine to find work in Cardiff. So there was always a very strong Irish connection with Newtown. Oh, and unfortunately then that community had to be dispersed across Cardiff. So we'll use this pub to tell their story as well as providing a kind of immersive experience of a pub in the early 20th century during the, the First World War. Amazing. I'm sure to a lot of people, as we were talking about this earlier, a lot of the buildings here like the workman's institute that stands behind us 
even if you haven't been in that building before, you step into it and weirdly it gives you a strange sense of familiarity. Because I imagine lots of people who come here to St Fagans will have been into pubs like the Vulcan over the years. If not the Vulcan. If not the Vulcan, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the kind of point of our collection, really. None of the buildings are special as such. They're typical examples of what was once common but is now very rare. Yeah. So things that are under threat now. Can I ask quite a, well, a museum-y question then? Because I'm a museum curator yeah. by trade as well. So the, the idea behind acquiring an entire building, like yeah. brick by brick, it sounds so complex. It's amazing. It is complicated. In terms of acquiring we get offered buildings that's the only way we accept buildings and then we judge them against the criteria what we can use the building for because it's hugely expensive dismantling a building and then of course it's quite expensive to put them up such a technical job do you have to like number all the bricks and know where each brick goes we don't number bricks but the stones say distinctive stones that give the building its character we would number them amazing so all the the cornerstones on the building the ones around the windows we'd number them and it has to be millimeter perfect you know that's I mean. incredible isn't it for me as somebody who obviously I'm, I'm not a museum person even though i'm married to a museum person the thought of pulling something down and then rebuilding it to look exactly the same mm. is just mind-blowing but like for this one for example it's the only surviving building from that area of Cardiff Newtown. Right. It's like a monument, really. Yeah, it's significant. imbued with culture and history that could have so easily been lost. I suppose the main question I have is, when can I have a pint here? Yeah. You've still got another year to go. Um, we'll be opening... Oh, that would be the longest Aaron's ever waited for a pint. <laughs> we'll be opening the year after next. Fab. Wow. We absolutely can't wait to come back here and see it completed and to have that drink inside it. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's been amazing to learn more about the Vulcan. My pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Well, Aaron, this almost concludes our tour of St Fagans. Let's go into the cafe where it's nice and warm. What, a gigging? A gigging, yes, we are in a gigging. And it smells nice. Yeah, definitely. Let's get. Have you got your out your out pass card? I here? have. Well, good. Get me ten percent discount on some chips and beans, please. Oh, lovely. Oh, let's have a little sit down then, shall we? Okay. Um, well, I've had a lovely time, Ar. I don't know about you. It's been fantastic. It's been so glorious to do the museum with you, but you leading it. Well, I've tried. Your yeah, you've tried. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's been yeah, it's been really lovely to have it led from your perspective. Um, see what you think when instead of being marched around by me, you're actually um, telling me what you love about the museum. And actually, when I agreed to do this podcast, obviously I thought, oh, it would be great to have you as my kind of guest here at St Fagans. But also, we do like having a little wander around and learning things, don't we? Yeah. And I think what's been beautiful about it as well, you can do it any time of year. It's been so gorgeous watching you slip around on the ice, (laughs) but also seeing the place when it's cold and crisp, just as gorgeous as when we're here in the summer, in the autumn, any time of year, it's just lovely. Did you feel like you kind of learned some new things today from looking at it, I suppose, from my perspective in a way? Yeah, definitely. I think what, what I really got from it is that the atmosphere of a building, the atmosphere of a space can really, really kind of change how you experience it um, mm. 
when I go around, sometimes I'm a bit like, right, I'm on a mission. I'm going to see this, I'm going to see that, I'm going to see that. But being here with you, being led by you today, getting a sense of how you feel when you walk in a room, yeah, it's, it's, made it, it's made it a much more kind of visceral feeling. Oh, I've loved it as well, Ar. But you know what I also love? Chips. Yeah. So let's go and get some chips. Yeah, make sure you've got your card with you now. Right, here's the card. Let's go. Thanks for listening to Meet Me at the Museum. With me, Owen Wynne Evans. And me, Aaron Reese at St. Falcon's Museum, just outside of Cardiff. If you, like me, loved this episode of the podcast, well, you can leave us a review or recommend it to a friend. And don't forget, you can show your love for museums with a National Art Pass. It gives you great benefits at hundreds of venues whilst raising money to support them.